0: I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned
1: substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes.
0: I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan.
1: I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible
0: and selfish behavior I engaged in. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, it's Hoops the Podcast, Hoops the Podcast, yeah. Hey, Julio, look at you. Hey, Hey, what's going on? Fresh-faced, beautiful haircut. You know, if you just allowed yourself to be as beautiful as you are, (laughs) I think we would all be, you know, whacking our dongs looking at you. (laughs)
1: Dude, I feel like a fucking penis with a little hat on. With my-
0: why, why, you know, you look so good. You look so good. It makes me wonder why you let yourself get so shaggy and haggard all the time.
1: <laughs> um, I mean, listen, I think my girlfriend would say the same thing, dude.
0: Yeah. So you Look, God, you're just, you're, you're blazing. Your face is <laughs> blazing today. <laughs> it's good to be back. It's that You got that drip. You got that good drip on your face.
1: You got that drip, drip, dude.
0: If you're not uh, joining us via uh, the, the video feed of this podcast, which is available on our YouTube channel, Oops, the podcast, all of our episodes are, Julio uh, got a haircut, and I'm telling you, man, you look, whew, it, you, look you look thinner, you look healthier, wow. you look like you didn't spend a decade chain smoking cigs, you, <laughs> you look hopeful, everything, I mean, it's, it's great, dude, it's really uh, great.
1: Dude, those are all, I really appreciate all that, man. That feels good.
0: Good. You know, good.
1: Especially, I've reached my destination. And you know what's funny? Remember how I was saying I was going to have to have my shirt off and stuff? Mm -hmm. I don't think there's no pool here. So I got off off the
0: hook. Damn it, Julio. Well, you know what? (laughs) We're going to hold you to it, honestly. We're going to make you, we might have to have you do a shirtless reveal. Now, that feels (laughs) a little bit like sort of sexual harassment, but. I, you know, because we we we've all been really building towards this moment.
1: I know, I know, but at a least lot of
0: anticipation.
1: You think I look I look more chiseled, so that's a good step in the right direction.
0: Yeah, but but we were all excited about the big reveal. We were all uh, there's in fact you. <laughs> I feel like your moment was the impetus and the inspiration for what has now swelled to, I don't know, maybe thirty people joining that our little group of people trying to lose weight.
1: So I think there's more than that. And because of that, we have actually started a Facebook group. Oh my um, God. Which Chris will, you know, disseminate that information to everybody. And everybody will be up to date on that because we don't have room anymore in the Instagram chat. So it's becoming a Facebook group. I'm glad this became such a thing. You know what I mean? I did it for me.
0: Yeah, uh, <laughs> dude, you yeah. never know who you're gonna inspire. But I, I, I will say, it would be very funny in the way that many startups pivot from their original uh, game plan. <laughs> if all of a sudden we became like diet uh, and nutrition people, I don't you're know, like Tony
1: Robbins nutrition.
0: Yeah, he got me tooed hard. I think though, so try not to. <laughs> not to tony robbins our way around here right that's true didn't he i think he did i don't know i can't keep track um one
1: of the people in our in our group actually sent something funny he he sent us a picture of oranges and he had he had finished the oranges and i noticed that he he'd like cut them up into slices like in fucking fifth grade soccer and had eaten them like that like a child i was like who eats oranges like that as an adult do you eat oranges like that
0: I sure don't, but they are delicious that way as long as you've got some flossers handy.
1: Exactly. Yeah, that's, it's the worst yeah. way to eat oranges,
0: dude. Yeah, because the pulp really does get into, into your teeth and it's hard to get through your day after that. Yeah. Um, and not to mention, it's quite messy that way. You know? It's messy
1: and you're leaving meat on the bone, dude.
0: You are, unless you're a savage and you, <laughs> you peel into the white... Um, whatever that shit is called the condom of the orange the, <laughs> the placenta yeah the, <laughs> that's better yeah the embryonic <laughs> shield of the orange <laughs> having said that having said that um if you are able to shower after that is a more delicious way to eat an orange like it bursts in the juice and stuff you're already in it you're already plunging your teeth into the fleshy goodness as opposed to if you peel the entire orange and then take out your slices with your hands and it's it's all held together from the white embryonic yeah. shield um <laughs> <laughs> then then you're you need to pur- you, you, it's almost like you need to burst the orange yourself
1: Right, 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 right. Which, and you're you, gonna
0: taste a lot of that of that outside.
1: And I would argue that if you peel an orange properly, you can really enjoy it. And I don't know why people are so averse to peeling oranges. It's a little it's a little tough. It's harder than peeling a clementine, but an orange is much more delicious than a clementine.
0: Yeah, but you know, there's that tactile, uh, unsettling feel of getting the the shit under your fingernails. Totally yeah. Pesticide, citricide a very citrusy kind of nonsense that gets embedded in your fingernails and you won't shake that chemical smell until i don't know you you stick your fingers into something even worse <laughs> yeah. like a palate a, a palate cleanser for your fingers you know <laughs> well, dude, i can I think I of a few things that smell worse than an orange yes honestly, okay what do you through. got Um, By the way, apologies if there's some ambient noise here. Uh, There's a guy mowing, I don't even know, it looks like he's mowing the woods. He's (laughs) not really mowing a yard, he's mowing like the woods, like pine needles in an area that does not need to be mowed. (laughs) I think it's got to be his first day.
1: You got to respect that effort, but it's incredible how like
0: landscaping really is fucking up Zoom life hard. It is, and let me tell you something. I, and I, I may have said this to you before. Oh, let's pause for a second, Chris. You can't hear uh, me.
1: No, no, like you he can't hear the lawnmower.
0: Oh, interesting. Well, we definitely needed that "it" to be added to that statement there, Chris, <laughs> because you just wrote "can't hear," which is going to be it's going to be confusing <laughs> coming from our producer. Like, fuck. Okay. Cool. But let me tell you something, and I may have mentioned this before. Maine is the whitest state in the country. 98% really? white. Yeah. Wow. Wow. More than, whiter than, you know, West Virginia or a whole bunch of states that you might assume would be whiter. whiter right. Whiter than Vermont. Wyoming. Whiter than New Hampshire. Right. All these places. It's the whitest state in the country. Um, and that doesn't mean that Maine is the most racist state. There's something about being so white that you almost, there's, there's nothing for racist people to hate. <laughs> and, and, and it's fucked up because, you, you know, you want diversity, absolutely. But, you know, it's not like the Klan could do anything up here.
1: Right, right. Because there's nothing, like, it's just too homogenous.
0: In order for white supremacy To exist or to galvanize white supremacists they need some other group of people to feel better than or to feel threatened by right Right. and that doesn't exist here almost
1: right right so
0: it's and by the way it's the same in sweden sweden is so white that they're not that racist that's what i was told and maybe what i'm saying is super ignorant so i'm goofing around apologies (laughs) but i will say this Maine is so white that when you hire a landscaping crew to come work on your property or work at your house, everyone that shows up is, because we've had this landscaping crew at my parents' place, super handsome white dudes. Oh, wow. And there's something very jarring about looking out your window and seeing like that porn scene. You know, where it's oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. the, the hot cleaner landscaper. or the landscaper is an actual super handsome white <laughs> dude. These white dudes that are mowing the lawn and mowing the woods have man buns. <laughs> There's like a guitar in their truck. They're eating <laughs> grilled arugula sandwiches.
1: <laughs> it's a good thing you're working from home, dude.
0: I guess that's it. Yeah. yeah
1: so otherwise, you know, you can leave your girlfriend there on a That's on what I'm good saying. Conscience.
0: I feel threatened by the white landscapers.
1: So hands on and and effective and yeah. good at good at fixing shit.
0: They are. They it's are. Hot. And, it's hot. and my girlfriend at lunch sometimes will say that she wants to take Koji, the dog, for a walk. And I'm like, Well, you better be back in two minutes. <laughs> if she scurries on up to the old uh the old shack that houses the John Deere tractor, she's gonna get, you know, run through by the old landscaping team. And <laughs> you I just,
1: know, I just can't start can't laying people that. off. Yeah. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> well, <laughs> dude, spe- speaking of porn, I thought of something very interesting. Uh, so I'm in Colorado right now. I'm currently at yeah. 7,300 feet is my altitude. It's wow. pretty high. Yeah. Um, I'm not used to being up this high. So mm. I was thinking, and, and the air is so thin here that like, for example, in tennis, the guys with big serves love to play tournaments that are at high altitudes because their serve is way faster and they like the the ball zips through the air.
0: Right. A lot of the really quick, a lot of the field goal records in the NFL were achieved at mile high stadium in Denver. There you go. Yeah.
1: Perfect example. So I was thinking if you're a, if you're a male porn star Mm. and you're getting on in years and you know, you don't have like the, the final moment of the scene, you're no longer getting that distance you're used to getting.
0: Oh, okay.
1: You come up to Colorado for a shoot and you'll be shooting BBs like you were 22 again.
0: Yeah, frozen ropes. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Just liners off the, you know, ground rule doubles off of women's faces. Yeah.
1: Peter North, dude.
0: Oh, my Come. God. Well, that's a, that's one way to look at it. And then the <laughs> other way to look at it is that if you're getting older, it's going to be a lot harder to catch your breath while you're having sex in Colorado. <laughs> dude, I, I've i played lacrosse tournaments. There There used to be this great lacrosse (laughs) tournament at Vale every summer and it was Mm -hmm. so fun and i was in college i would go out for it and it it was a blast but man you would be so out of breath in the in the warm-ups and i found it it's it's extremely hard to exercise in at in Vale at the foot foot of the mountain you know totally
1: Dude, totally. And I think that's why they say that if you train here for marathons, it's like doping without doping.
0: Interesting. Yeah, Yeah. it makes
1: your blood, like, it makes you recover faster and all this. So people like training in New Mexico where it's like really hot and really high up or whatever. I don't know.
0: Well, I remember um, 50 Cent in one of his music videos running on a treadmill with one of those (laughs) oxygen-limiting gas masks those are sick. And I don't know if that was meant to simulate when he was recovering from his gunshot wounds or just, just the fact that he runs in, a, in what looked like a lab. Um, but either way, uh, I, you know, athletes do that. They try to limit their oxygen to, to then – it's like the weight vest of right. breathing. Yeah,
1: Ankle weights. Dude, okay, I have a question for you. Hit me. I was thinking about this last night. And Great. I wasn't sure if this was a cultural thing or whatever, and I want to know – are you a guy who likes to listen to music
0: during sex? Oh. Oh, God. You know, I think the answer is that I'm not, I don't, I don't really have a preference um, because I don't remember to put a playlist on. But right. in the few instances where I have put music on, I think it has been good
1: um, and what, what what would like drive you to even do that to begin with
0: like, to put music why, on? like
1: yeah like what what would make you do that in some circumstances as opposed to others because there's something to me that's so contrived about it that it makes me uncom it makes me uncomfortable
0: great point great point, that is a very good defense of why putting music on during sex is a ridiculous move if you're the guy. <laughs> Who, you know, you start smooching the chick and then you're like, hold on one second. And then you go and you light 14 candles. You lower the blinds. You spray some eucalyptus on the pillowcase. You shed the bed. You change the sheets to put your dirty sex sheets on so that your sleeping sheets are clean. Uh, All that. You go through this whole song and dance to prep for the act. By that point, the the woman I pr- pr- assume is going to feel like, well, what, what the hell? I mean, this is very presumptuous of you to have built a theater for us in which to do the deed.
1: Dude, a hundred, like a hundred percent. Picture this. Picture this scene. You're smooching. Okay, let's smooching, call it smooching. Yeah. F- mm-hmm. Kissing, yeah, and then yeah. you go. You tongue. go. Hold on, hold on one sec. Yeah, tongue, all the thing. Then yeah. you walk across the room, and then you do this. I don't ever see a scenario where you start the music like. There's something about this slow turn of your head once the music starts that is so. If I was a girl, I would immediately put my clothes on.
0: Yeah, or 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 it's this. You're on the bed. You're smooching, mm, mm, <laughs> real real wet. Lot of lot of tongue. Real wet. You're starting to worry about how wet it is. You're like, Am I? Do I need to swallow some of my spit? And and then you're like, Hang on a second. And you go, Alexa, play Fran's Smash playlist 2018. playing Francis's
1: smash playlist 2018 dude that is insane that is so funny
0: (laughs) (laughs) playing play Francis medium rhythm strokes best (laughs) hits (laughs) play Francis endurance playlist (laughs) dude I mean it's yeah there's no there's no way
1: Dude, that is so funny. That's so cringe, man. It's like, I know. Jesus.
0: I, I'm, I, I agree with you. I think, I think more often than not, uh, you hope that music is already playing. I think a lot of people will put music on. They're hanging out with some girl on the couch or something talking. You put on a little background music. Next thing you know, you're having sex and music is on. Um, but I don't know. I'm with you on that, dude. I, I compl- I'm very much in your camp on this uh, totally. this subject.
1: Yeah, dude. I'm a, like f- the lights 40% on guy. Mm-hmm. They don't want to be too bright, but I don't want to be like fucking the
0: darkness. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know
1: what I mean? Like that sucks. Like I don't even know what's going on. Like, you know what I mean? Pitch dark. Let's, people,
0: like, <laughs> let's simulate blind sex. <laughs> Let's explore each other's bodies as if we
1: cannot see Dude, I'll tell you what there's something really attractive to me about a woman who want, who is not ashamed to have the lights fully on
0: yeah I don't I, I, I wouldn't go that far I wouldn't go so <laughs> far as to say like uh, you know I want to see every imperfection. come check out my razor burn um, yeah, I'm fine with that as long as they own it. No, yeah, but for for me, everything is sexier in the dark. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Until it's pitch black. Yes. 40% is even generous. And this is the thing, right? You mentioned the music. Candles are nice. Yeah. If you can light three or four candles that cast a flickering incandescent glow, Mm. dare I say a soft light upon the room, Mm. Um, that okay. is really nice for sexual intercourse. Absolutely, dude. Yeah, Turn yeah, me on, dude. That is nice to have a little bit of uh, a little bit of firelight. Definitely. Definitely, like you're in a cave together. <laughs> like you just yeah. like you just got in from the rain,
1: dude. Yeah, it like sparks your primal urges. Yeah, you're surviving together.
0: Yeah, but then I don't need Avicii on top of that. I don't need <laughs> Tiesto to. Tell me to put my hands up, um, but that's great, dude. That's a great point. I, I'm glad you. I'm. Di- I am glad you brought that up. I'm music. Right, I want people to send us their thoughts on the music thing.
1: Um, dude, yeah, definitely. Let us know how you feel about music during yeah. sex. If you got any good stories about it, we- guys. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now, and I said, "If you're thinking about starting a podcast," I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, Anchor, Anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, Anchor.fm, download it now.
0: I I got a lot of things I want to talk to you about today. Um, Because the first thing I want to mention is that, speaking of candles, I've been watching this show. We've we've gotten into dark.
1: Uh, Dude, it's amazing. You've watched it? I've watched the first two seasons, and I'm starting the third. How
0: how, how are you going to watch this show? Are you going to watch two seasons of this show and not bring it up on the podcast, not suggest that I should watch it? We talk to each other three days of the week, in addition to texting nonstop. And you haven't mentioned this German genius piece? Dude, the show's brilliant. It's incredible, so how far are you? We are right on the verge of fi- finishing season one.
1: Oh yeah, dude,
0: it's so good. Yeah, and listen, I know a lot of people have already watched this show. I know that I'm late to this game. Um, I find subtitles intimidating. I find the Germans especially intimidating. Yeah, they sure are.. Um, I think that, like, if it were a Korean show, I would probably have jumped on it sooner. I don't know why. Something about Parasite really opened my mind to how good the Koreans are at making film. Yeah, dude, um, amazing. But uh, the premise of the show it's it's about it's kind of like a, let's say let's say Stranger Things meets Back to the Future um, would be the way that I would do this if I were pitching it in a big Hollywood executive meeting.
1: Yeah, that's pretty good. That's that's actually the best I've heard it.
0: Yeah, I've gotten really good at that. Um It's really good coming up with taglines or loglines, whatever they're called. Uh but no, it's 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 brilliant. It's about sort of time travel, but in a in a very uh sort of thoughtful, sort of philosophical way. It's not like, you know, you go back in time so that you can change this thing. It's it's about, you know, existence and fate and change your own role in society and whatever and there are
1: scientific principles that are applied to it that make it sort of real which makes it painful to think about it's a a painful show to think about yeah
0: it's it's a researched thought you know they, they employ like a lot of thoughts about wormholes and you know, how it would actually play out if time were a continuum and that there were like black holes and wormholes and all of that. Right. And then they explain it and it's brilliant. It is difficult in that keeping track of the characters and all that is hard. I mean, you it's really hard. have to be on top of your fucking game. It's hard to eat dinner while watching this show because as you bend down for a bite of tuna steak – uh and you look up, you've missed two lines of dialogue in the subtitles, and all of a sudden, you're lost. Totally, totally. So you gotta it's, be, yeah, you gotta be on top of your game. Each
1: character is multiple versions of themselves in different time periods. Exactly. So it makes it really difficult to follow, and, uh, but it can, it, you know, it can be done, but still, there's things that, like, blow my mind a little bit. You, as you get further in the show, you'll see, but, like, it's about this German town uh and for something vinden vinden some, yeah some, somehow they've like tapped I, we don't want to ruin it for you but just like a, a little quick summary i guess like it's basically there's they unlock this kind of like wormhole situation where so one person kind of travels back to the future and that's how it all starts but it's this sort of like cycle where everybody's trying to change it and they can't and like things just get really complicated i don't know if that may have been complicated of a way to explain it
0: no, just give it a shot, trust us, and it, you know, if you can't get into it, it probably means you're, you're not a very smart person. Um, but here's, here's what this show got me thinking about that I wanted to ask you, because you know you love to do these hypotheticals, and I thought of this one, and I think it's pretty good. Let's say that you did have the ability to travel in time, right? Mm-hmm. Would you rather travel forward in time? And then bring that information back to the present, back to your reality? Mm -hmm. Or would you rather travel back in time and tell everyone what's coming?
1: Now, I just says I've seen every single one of these movies. No matter which direction you go in, you ruin the fate of the world somehow, no matter what you do.
0: Let, let's let's not get thing. into the, the okay. House of Cards side of it. I'm talking about okay. blowing people's minds.
1: Okay. I, it, to, just the way Biff did in Back to the Future, I would go to the future and I would unlock all the like financial tips and I would become unbelievably rich. That's all like. right. All right. So
0: you're going to go to the future, you're going to see what's coming, and then you're going to come back to us here in, in the now and use that to get ahead.
1: Yes, I'll spend two weeks sort of like f- making a strategy of how to get extremely extraordinarily rich investing.
0: Interesting. So I want to come back to that in one second, but that means that you're not that interested in returning to a time period in America or anywhere. You don't have that kind of um, what, did, what in nostalgia. In, uh, yeah nostalgia where you know in the movie uh, Midnight in Paris they talk about it where it's like you always have this idea that you know I believe that the 1920s were like the the time I would you know the Great Gatsby and the Roaring 20s and the partying and the coming out of World War I but before the Great Depression like that was to me the golden age of happiness and uh, prosperity and right. you know frolicking and good stuff. But then people in the 1920s, if you were to go back to that right. period, would want to go back to like whatever, the 1840s right. Right. or something and say like the Gilded Age. I don't know when it was.
1: So dude, I'm very against that. I'm very against that principle because I okay. know people who are like that and they're just always fucking miserable. And also like I'm Italian. And again, I know you hate this when I say Italians do this and that. But well, I hate feel like,
0: Italians.
1: <laughs> Italians, in my opinion, are particularly nostalgic. And they always mm-hmm. think that like, before was better. And I think that's just a, such a sad way to live life because you're making the new memories that you're going to later think were the good times when in reality you were not enjoying them. I try, I make a very, very big effort to enjoy the present.
0: That's a really healthy um, attitude. And I think that that's really good. Um, having said that, there are times where today is worse than. N- not too long ago so is that your answer your answer is you would go back in time to relive the good times not necessarily not necessarily and i think the original question was more about like where do you think the information would benefit you more because you know and and, and this is the other part of it it's, it's a kind of a layered question because if you go back in time you're only really benefiting from the information that you have about the present if you stay in that time
1: right right you have to stay in that time which i think is a snooze
0: yeah yeah um you're right you could go back and invest
1: in bitcoin or
0: yeah well it's like in hot tub time machine when he when he makes lugol
1: i don't i don't remember that
0: oh um one of the guys they go back in time to the 1980s and then one of the guys stays and then like joins them again in the present having lived the 20 the 35 years up till Uh, then and he preemptively you know made google but in his own name and then became like a billionaire (laughs) which is such horseshit because do you have the skill set to code google right Right. of course not or to even facilitate that like can you come up with that idea no
1: you're not larry page
0: so that makes me wonder, right? How would you be financially successful? What would you be? How well could you do if you went back in time and you, you know, you, you, you couldn't bring and It's not like you have a smartphone with you where you can look up the results of game six of the NBA finals and then fucking bet on the spread of that game. So you have to remember a lot. And based on your memory, how successful could you be? Right,
1: right. And I I would argue that there's there's some just obvious things. You know what I mean? Companies that became huge when no one knew they would before. You know what I mean? You just go back and you buy a bunch of whatever when they launched their IPO. Even Tesla. You know what I mean? Like Tesla's like $2,000 a share now. I don't know. I think that there's like simple little personal investments you could make that you could become rich. You might have become like, I don't know. You don't no, have to become...
0: You, you could... You, you're right. You could make a lot of money doing that. But that is a slow burn. Yeah. That's yeah. a long period of time where you have to watch... Totally. I mean, decades where you watch these companies grow and grow and grow and you become this brilliant investor, whatever. Um, what if you only had two weeks to hang out in 1985?
1: Oh, so if I'm going back into the past and I... I, go for, I can go for two weeks and try to make my mark.
0: Yeah, and you can't prep, let's say. Right. You so do I have anything? Do
1: I have money? Do I have anything at all?
0: Yeah, let's say that you got uh, 10 grand in your pocket. Okay. How, uh, how you- would you do it? What would you do?
1: You're right because if you go back to 1985 and you invest in Apple, you're not going to get that big payday until the turn of the century, 2015 right. years later.
0: We'll give you a year. We'll give you a year. And and also you can go to any point you want. But you cannot prep. It's like wow. a, a, you're on a game show, you know?
1: Wow, that's hard. That's a that's that's, that's a really good that's a really good one. What have you what about this?
0: information do you have in your head right now? Where you could go back to a certain period of time and then use that to immediately profit.
1: Well, I guess it could be you know betting on some crazy long shot sporting event, but that seems like it's risky. Right. Still, you know what I mean? Like that's the only thing that I can think of where you could immediately like make a ton of money overnight. What? Like if if you can't prepare at all, the only thing I can think is the law is like I said before, like the long game of investing in a couple of things that, you know, are going to become huge, but again, in 15 years. So I don't know. I don't know how I would get rich right away. Do you have a thought on that?
0: Well, yeah. I mean, another thought would be to find a way to buy credit default swaps in 2008 and short the housing market. Right. Right. But again, the reason I know about that is from watching the big short multiple times on airplanes.
1: Right. And I, to be honest, I don't even know if, like, could you even, can you even do that? Can you short the market 30 fucking, 30 years later <laughs> or 25 years later, whatever? Like, well, I think
0: even- that those, I think that those credit default swaps, uh, I think that those became very valuable very quickly. I think that the fall of the housing market was so precipitous that overnight those, you know, basically betting against the, the market, right. Okay, but uh, I,
1: I was thinking on about 1985. So you're saying you could go back to 2008 if you go want. Go back Which to
0: 2008. August,
1: okay, gotcha. August 2008. Yeah, that's that's pretty. That's pretty smart.
0: That's one way to do it. Um, the sports one is also pretty good. I think that's like in our field. Yeah. Um.
1: I mean, I guess you could go back to any disaster and short the market the day before it
0: happened. Right. Right.
1: You could do it before 1987 crash. You could do it before 9/11. I mean, like. It seems really slimy of a thing to do, but if it's going to happen anyway, I guess, you know.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think about natural disasters. Like if you somehow had some resource or you could buy a bunch of a resource that was desperately needed in the wake of Hurricane Katrina or if right. somehow, and this is really fucked up, but if you could somehow find a way to profit from 9-11. Right,
1: right. And, dude, uh, I mean, the market, the market tanked really hard after 9-11.
0: I know. I know. So,
1: and, dude, yeah, I mean, this is this – or you could have even bet on Trump to become president. I mean, I don't, that wouldn't have been, like, a crazy huge so, He's so a big dog.
0: That's, that is, to me, the most easy one to do. Yeah. Because I know the president's back to, like, 1950 pretty well. Um, and if there were a, a, a Vegas book or some kind of like a line for presidential candidates, um, you could really lever up bets on who was going to win those elections.
1: Definitely. Yeah, that's crazy. Let me ask you a question about presidents. Cause I feel like I'm pretty, I'm pretty good at them too, but I find that like before, like 19 19- before 1900, Between basically, like, 1900 to, like, whenever Andrew Jackson was president, like, I have trouble with that whole... Oh, yeah.
0: All the the James K. Polk... Right, Millard Fillmore. Yeah, and and I may be even wrong in saying some of those, but um, all those guys, yeah, that, you know there are only paintings of and not photographs of that's when it gets really hard. Yeah.
1: It gets hard, right? Like, I feel like jeopardy, like the jeopardy level people like know that and below that, yeah. even if you know a lot, which I I feel like you definitely do. It's hard to like to grasp specifically where people were before that or who was president when.
0: Yeah. The first five or six are, are not too bad. And then, and then it sort of really does become tough. Um, it becomes
1: tricky. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay, well, that's a fascinating one. Oh, but you had said something in response to this that was very interesting to me, which was that you would want to go into the future and then bring that information back. Yeah. And you'd bring it back to the present. And I think that's right, because you you would still want to live in our time. Right. Um, but then the problem is that you know what's coming, Right would you have the discipline would you have the discipline to keep blinders on and only look at certain things that would help you make money and then come back
1: that's a good call man because then all of a sudden you like fast forward to the future and you're like looking around in nuclear winter and you're like- like what the fuck yeah and you don't yeah. know how i got or,
0: there or, yeah. or you bring a whole bunch of information back and depending on how for, far forward you went life is boring for you for 15 20 years
1: yeah yeah you know what dude this is what i would do i would literally go six months into the future and look at the best performing stocks that were like random like the cheap stocks that like people try to figure out what they're going to be and see what went up like 500 percent in six months and bet and put all my money there Think back to the present
0: yeah that's not bad that's not bad i mean you could also just go to the end of the nba playoffs this season and right? and then really lever up on some of those games you enjoying
1: watching sorry
0: like, oh wait what'd you say
1: no i was i was gonna ask you about the nba playoffs but finish your thought
0: no that i'm glad you brought this up and we talked about this right before we started the nba playoffs right now i don't care if you're a sports fan or not <laughs> are mind-blowing
1: they're amazing.
0: It is absolutely incredible how <laughs> well they have pulled off this bubble situation. It's unbelievable. Dude, it is by far the most compelling sporting event. And the drop-off from live regular basketball to this is not that bad.
1: It's not that bad at all.
0: It's not that bad to the extent that it's almost – no No one would argue it's better, but it's it's like – Not that noticeable. I mean, dude, the way these guys are playing, like there's so many
1: reasons why it's so good. One of them being the fact that they're playing in a little gym. They're comfortable pulling up from half court. Everybody's scoring 50 points a game. It's like raining.
0: Yeah, they're shooting from half court. (laughs) And they, for me, there's no loss in passion from the players. Ah, None. They care so much. They are so competitive with each other that not having 20,000 fans screaming their heads off when you posterize someone with an earth shattering dunk doesn't make a difference. Yeah. I can't believe it. And I don't know if it's because before every game, LeBron tells his teammates, guys, there are, 10 million people watching us play at home. That should be enough. Or guys, you're getting paid $500,000 to play this game tonight. Fucking do it. But whatever it is, the intensity and the passion is there. And the CGI of the fans as goofy and cartoonish as it is works is enough. Yeah. It's enough to make me think that I'm watching and the crowd noise is decent whereas that's the crazy part too yeah a a baseball game and a hockey game seeing the empty seats makes me feel like i'm spying on a practice (laughs) even on a low stakes practice totally and it's just not the same every other sport football is gonna be bad dude yeah yeah but, but I'm so glad for the for the basketball. Dude and the I- bubble
1: the bubble's incredible. They're like the, they're taking the the best safety precautions. They're while pioneering social justice. Yeah. Like the NBA's putting out ads about all that. Everybody's jerseys have some kind of message on them. They're also making scientific breakthroughs. Like they patented some rapid test. The NBA. Wow. Dude, and the the, the crowd noise thing is insane. The players can't hear it. That's nuts. Only we can hear the the crowd noise, so yeah. it's like, dude, it's it's an incredible experience. I'm really mm. really enjoying it. Yeah, too. I'm glad you like it.
0: Um, with that said, last night the uh the Mavericks played the who the fuck did they play Clippers. the Clippers? Yeah, who are you know almost favorites to win the whole thing. Yeah, and Montrezl Harris, <laughs> who is you know kind of a. I don't I want to say like almost a role player for the, the Clippers. He's not he's one like of their bigs. He's, he's not one of their stars. He's um, like the Michael
1: Cohen of basketball, dude. He shows up to do the dirty work. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. He he scored on Luka Doncic, who would later go on to hit the buzzer beater overtime game-winning three-pointer and score 44 points, 17 rebounds, whatever. He is is just like uh, an anomaly of brilliance, uh, this player Luka Doncic, um, and Montrezl Harris scored on him and said, "You know, called him a pussy ass white boy,
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> or a bitch ass bitch, bitch ass, ass white boy. boy." And people reacted to this, and it was interesting because you had Jay Williams, the ESPN commentator and former Duke standout who whose nba career was cut short by a motorcycling accident yeah. uh condemning montrezl harris because he said if the roles had been reversed and luka Doncic had scored on montrezl harris and said pussy or bitch ass black guy or boy which would have been way worse kicked out of the league we it's all we would have been talking about Totally. And there would have been, you know, fucking – it would have been nuts. And Jay Williams said that. Charles Barkley had a similar line of reasoning. And then I actually thought that Kenny Smith, who is another one of the uh, analysts on the TNT show, which is so good with Shaq, Charles Barkley, uh, and Kenny, and Ernie, um, said (laughs) – what if Montrezl? Because Charles Barkley was saying you can't have this double standard. If you're expecting equality, you can't have a double standard. It has to stop both ways. But Kenny Smith said, "Well, what if Montrezl Harris had scored on a black guy, and had said, uh, you know, called him a bitch ass n word, mm-hmm. which is something that is said all the time as part of just colloquial trash talk. Yes, presumably in the NBA, you know, playing pickup games wherever." Would anyone have reacted to that? And that got me thinking because I was like, no, I wouldn't have thought anything of that, Mm -mm. you know? Um, And so this shifting amorphous uh, sort of racial speech is so hard to define. Totally. Um, And I think it's very hard to understand like, who can say what, especially when it's black people and who can tell them what to say. And, you know, obviously I have, I I won't even offer an opinion because I don't fucking know.
1: Right. Um, I'll tell you what though, my opinion on the situation, I'm happy to give mine because I don't think it's controversial. They hugged it out and it was fine. Yeah. Like they talked shit. He talked shit. I don't think it needs to become some crusade. And it's, I mean, it's obviously not going to become one. And I understand that if it were the other way around, it would have gotten significantly more attention. Um, and I agree that maybe there's a double standard there. But I also think that it, they were talking shit during a game. They hugged it out. It didn't have to become more than it was. And it's over and it's
0: fine. Yeah. the moment. Yes. Right. It's fine for that scenario. Right. But it could happen again. Right? Yeah. And um, – and that just makes me wonder, like, where, you know, where do things stand and who's, who's to decide what can fly and what can't right. in that right. realm? Right. Um, and
1: honestly, and, and to be honest, I, I understand how and why you might have more skin in the game in this situation. Because it's like you did something and you got in trouble for it, right?
0: Mm-hmm. And then it's
1: like, why can other people do things and not get in trouble for it? Is that a about my
0: the when I got fired and stuff? Your
1: notorious moment or whatever, yeah, right? Yeah. Like you, you, you got the severe punishment there. You were yeah. handled severely, and it does it does it bother you to see other people do things like that and not have to suffer any consequences? Like do comparable unacceptable? It's a great, it's public? a great
0: question. It's a great question, and and it's one that I've I've thought about a lot. Um, and you know, I think that in the end, I accept that I had, you know, a shorter leash than other people Uh, that the safety net for me was a lot smaller Mm -hmm. than for other people at, at barstool. Um, And if you kind of look at it as a pyramid, Portnoy is at the top and he can almost say whatever he wants and just because he says something doesn't mean that we are allowed to operate up to that fucking level because he right. started the company. You know, he's, he's the boss. That right. right. To, like not have to step down because he said some crazy shit. Right. Um, and then, you know, from there, it's like Big Cat and Kevin, they're not going to get fi- PFT. These guys who are been there for a while are making a ton of money for the company. They're not going to get fired. And we always knew that. Tenure. Um, They have tenure. Yeah, basically. Yeah, basically. (laughs) And so I should have known better. And that's still my sort of what gives me peace. Is that, yes, what I wrote about that girl who passed away, that whole situation was, you know, you could argue was less severe or less bad of a look than some of the other things that have happened at that company that didn't lead to anyone being fired. Right. But I knew that I was not in a position to flirt with disaster. Right. And that that there was no guarantee that I was going to be defended by the company and not fired if I did something crazy. So right. in knowing that I knew that, I accept that the punishment uh, whatever punishment they decided to give me.
1: Right. I mean, dude, you, you handled it in the most professional possible way I've ever seen anybody handle something like this. Well, I
0: appreciate that. I mean, part of that was fear. Uh, right.
1: but I mean, you ha- you maintained good relationships with everyone over there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which well, I, I think
1: on so many levels is impressive.
0: Thanks. Um, I appreciate that. I, you know, and I know we talk about it a lot, but it, it, uh, there were, there were a couple, there were a lot of things at play. One was like, yeah, I fucked up. I had no one else to blame but myself. And then two, um, I was so aware of how much worse I would have made it for myself if I had come after the company for firing me. Right.
1: Fuck them. Uh, yeah.
0: If I had sort of like, you know, like, why would I ever have done that? Um, yeah
1: being taking that being graceful about a situation like that you can really gain a lot from it if you it's amazing how being defensive sometimes can like fuck you it's it's dude it's a crazy psychological thing there's a lot going on there it's really crazy
0: yeah i agree yeah so um all good there i think we're uh, we've talked about a lot of different things today it's been really interesting exciting exciting Very good. um Very should good. we wrap there let's wrap yeah. there that was a good, another good day and oops the podcast yeah. Hell yeah, dude. So I want to hear next time about like what you're doing right now, where you are, where in the world is Giulio Gallarotti. Um, oh, yeah. and then I have some other things I'm excited to talk about and, uh, anything else you want to add? No, I mean, I
1: got a big couple of weeks ahead of me looking forward to talking about it. i looking forward to hanging out with you and to all our listeners, obviously as well. Uh, mm-hmm. thank you guys for sticking with us. We're having a good time. So
0: cool. Awesome. Uh, appreciate you guys. And, uh, as always, uh, Thank you and follow follow our Instagram account, follow our, our YouTube, rate and subscribe to our podcast. Please review it if you listen often. That really helps us. And uh, thank you. We'll see you soon.